Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, UX designer and podcast host at Users First. And this is a recorded message from the future. Yeah, you guessed it. That's right. I'm in 2022. And I just added this short audio in the episode because I want to let you know that the episode you're about to listen belongs to the old season of the podcast. However, if you want to listen to shorter, better audio quality podcasts and a way better intro, skip to the new area and start listening to the episodes that have the new graphics. A little bit about myself if you don't know anything. I began studying UX design in 2019. Starting out, believe me, it wasn't easy. And after a few months of studying, reading books and networking, grinding really hard, I landed my first role in UX and decided to open a podcast and a blog to share actually my own experiences so far and, and from the experts that I've been talking to as well. Man, since my first role, I've been learning so much from the smartest people in the field. And now I've been handling successfully my career and I want to help you too. So I can teach you the ropes, become confident in UX, land the dreams role in tech that you've been dreaming about for all these years. And my job is going to be simply to inspire you and bring the most experienced guests on the podcast for you. If you want to build your network, improve your UX skills in a fun way and learn about job opportunities, Join our Discord channel, it's free, and I post UX quizzes there, and even have giveaways for you, I mean, uh, for the winners of the podcast. We have leaderboards and levels for the people who engage the most, and, you know, when you are in the top of the leaderboard and win the quizzes, not only you are given a shout-out in my episodes to show you, like, my full appreciation, but you'll also receive gifts from me. And to the ones that reach the highest level, I will even be sharing the secret sources with you of my career and give you access to my personal UX playbook and the books that influenced me the most in my career. Please don't join in too many, or I will literally go broke if I send gifts to everybody. Nah, I'm just kidding. Go check it out for real. And you know, if you want to help me pay off my expenses for the podcast, you can join our Patreon channel. And or you know, if you don't want to join Patreon, you can even uh, offer me a, a cheap coffee every month. You can access all of these from my website. It's UsersFirstPodcast.com. Hey, enjoy my oldest episodes. Peace out now. Bye. Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Alessio Ferracuti from AlessioUX.com. And today we'll be interviewing Aga Matea. Aga is a UX designer in the United Kingdom. And today she'll be talking about how she started working UX design and how she get uh, contracts uh, from a platform called uh, freelancer.com. Enjoy this episode with me and uh, Aga. And here we go. Welcome to the User's First Podcast by Alessio UX where we interview user experience designers and many other digital experts who focus on building products and services that delight users. And what is the number one rule of every product or business? It's that users always come first. Good morning, everyone, or good evening, or good afternoon. Uh, it depends where you are. And uh, welcome to the Users First Podcast, Podcast Aga. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to have you here today. I've heard uh, very good things about the platform that uh, you have been using t- uh, for uh, your freelancing. And uh, it's quite exciting to have you here and uh, have you to share uh, your knowledge with us. 
Um, you've been eight months in the industry, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, this is my ninth month. <laughs> so That's I'm just exciting. Fresh. <laughs> uh, how did you How did you find it so far? Uh, it is so amazing. I found it uh, really creative, and talking to users is amazing. I can learn so many things from them. Wow, wonderful. Uh, before before you exercise, you were a teacher, right? Yeah, actually, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I taught English in high school, and, and um, I thought that uh, I need a major change with my life because um, I wanted to do something creative and something that I was deeply passionate about, and uh, it wasn't teaching. Teaching was all right, but it didn't impact so many lives that I can impact now with uh, user UX design. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree on that. And um, uh, my question was, um, what subject did you teach in high school? I taught English. Oh, English. Uh, so you, yeah. have, you have like a degree in, um, in, in English? What's it called, the degree in English? Like literature or yeah, something? Yeah, I've got English literature and language degree, uh, master's actually. Oh, wonderful. Did you also uh, learn uh, Latin? 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 I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, in the in the university? No, I didn't. No, I didn't know Latin. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe fortunately. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, not unfortunately. <laughs> Super cool. And uh, how did you how did you like make this change? Did you did you take a course? Yeah. So I think uh, especially for someone who's coming from an unrelated field, it is very difficult to get into UX design. So at the beginning, I was just trying out different courses, getting a little bit lost in it because we have so many things out there related to UX design. But I think what really um, um, made me um, kind of um, organize my knowledge was a university specialization course from uh, University of Michigan on Coursera, which I really recommend. So I took a lot of courses, but this one is, I think, the best one. But on the other hand, it's good when you're starting out to take as many courses as you can and to read as many books as you can, follow Instagram accounts, etc., so that you have a lot of knowledge and you can distill the best practice for yourself from that. Exactly. And, and Aga is doing everything she, she said. Uh, she also has a wonderful Instagram account where she shares all the, all the tips on the books that she reads and she gives feedback on those. So definitely check out her Instagram. It's, um, if I'm not wrong, aga.ux. Yeah, it's great. I got that UX. Yes. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, go follow her and uh, go follow me too. Uh, let's see that UX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, so do you? Follow Alessio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to call myself just Alessio, but uh, I said ah, I need, I need, I think I need a UX there. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Then people know what you do. <laughs> Exactly. And um, do you work full time or freelance or do you freelance uh, at the moment? I'm mostly freelance. I also work in, um, in a, for a design of charity website, which is part time, uh, which is for a company. But uh, I freelance um, um, the mo uh, most of the time. Cool. And uh, you also mentioned uh, privately that uh, you're about to get an internship. Is that still on the plate? Yes, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, so I actually want to move to corporate um, from uh, freelancing to corporate, which I think is better for me and some other designers as well to work in a team because then you can learn from others and share knowledge. 
so that's my um, dream job. So I'm trying to move to corporate now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like I'm curious about the difference between uh, you said that now you're working free, you're you're freelancing. Uh, what made you uh, decide that you need to work in team? Uh, like, what did you notice um, that working by yourself was, uh, you know, made you realize that you needed a team? Oh yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. Um, so by having by working in a team as well as working on my own, I noticed that when I work on my own, it's alright. But when I work with someone, it's much better. So our solutions can be much better when they also critique my work. And uh, for example, uh, when we design together, all of us, five people together, working on the same on the same design and just creating different elements of it, um, I get instant critique and instant feedback. So we share the knowledge of user needs because we've done the interviews before, we've done the user research, but still it is so beneficial to have someone to actually improve your work or to have someone to tell you, to guide you in the right direction. It's like having private men- mentorship if you mm-hmm. work in a group of UX designers. Yeah, um, I completely understand that uh, because, you know, like me too, I'm, I'm the beginning of UX design. I think, actually, I think this is my ninth, ninth month too in, in the UX design industry. Oh. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, what a coincidence. And, and uh, you know, like um, working in the team, I, I realized this, that sometimes I'm not, you know, obviously I'm, I'm still learning. It's, it's a daily, it's a daily progress, right? And uh, whenever I do something, then I hand it over to someone who has been in the field for for, for a longer time, and uh, you know, they, by showing me the way they are working, I'm I'm also learning, right? I'm like I'm like a sponge, and that's extremely beneficial because next time uh, I'll ask them fewer questions when I hand them over something, and then even fewer questions like the next next time. Until the point that you know I, I can do it on my own, no problem, and I just got a new skill. That's yeah, wonderful. exactly, exactly. Yeah, learning from others is is uh, great. It's a great yeah. opportunity. And uh, how did you how did you get your first client um, uh, while freelancing? Uh, actually, <laughs> to tell you the truth, my first client was on Facebook because I didn't know of uh, freelancing websites. Yeah, like uh, I didn't know about freelancer or Upwork, so I went to Facebook for my first client, and I went to groups uh, on uh, Facebook for UX designers. And um, actually, I showed my portfolio. I said a little bit about myself, and I said that I'm willing to um, create websites for um, uh, people who want it and for a for a lower fee because I was just starting. I wanted a first client, so obviously it was for a lower fee. Mm-hmm. And so then I got my first client through that, which was Wonderful. which is actually unconventional. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, you know, I can totally relate with that because I, I'm I'm um, always on Facebook groups and uh, I always navigate um, TikTok as well. Actually, uh, funny that you said that. Um, <laughs> a few weeks ago, a company called me from TikTok. Can you believe it? Like not from TikTok, the company, but they saw a video of mine in TikTok doing like UX design <laughs> and they called me and said hey I saw you do UX design and TikTok are you interested in this opportunity you know like oh wow that's funny so like me like me I was underestimating Facebook for example and now you just like reassure me that Facebook is still working and that's great to know because some people too think that Facebook is dead but it's actually powerful so yeah that's cool. yeah uh, that's amazing yeah, so- 
But and that's amazing. You got a video. You got uh, an offer to get a job from a video on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Then, then it didn't work out. But still, like it's it's um, putting yourself out there, uh, and you know, opportunity will come to you. I really love that. Yeah. Uh, what happened after um, after that uh, the first client? Well, after that, I, I um, they wanted a, a web uh, an app redesign, so I redesigned their app and web class view of them. They actually wanted to me to award me a second project now. Um, so that's that's also nice because you if you get this first client, then you can always build on the relationship, and then you you might get future projects from them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started uh, looking at some freelancing platforms like uh, Upwork and Freelancer. Um, and now I'm mainly working on freelancer.com as I found it um, better and easier and, and, and a cheaper option for free- freelancers than, than other platforms. Mm-hmm. I see. And, um, you know, like, I really would like to talk about this because I don't, I don't freelance and I don't know very well Upwork and freelancer.com. What is what is the the difference between Upwork and Freelancer.com? <clears throat> I think um, some people make it work on Upwork. I didn't because I found that I need to uh, get a lot of uh, bits to bid on a project, and they were pricey. So they gave me uh, around twenty bits at the beginning so that I can bid on some projects. That Sorry, what's a, what's a what's a bid? It's like. Um, and you can uh, you can um, say that to the client that you have a propo- they have a proposal and you can say okay I want to be a your freelancer so that's a bid you bidding what? on this I want to do this project for you oh it's like um, I see it's 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 like basically you're giving your resume or your curriculum yeah. okay and you have yeah. twenty maximum that was twenty maximum but some jobs required uh, six bids. So actually, after bidding on three jobs, hmm. I couldn't bid anymore, and I had to buy more, which was quite pricey. Ah, um, I see. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Oh. I thought yeah. Upwork was completely free. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, that's free to sign up, but then when you want to actually uh, um, bid on jobs or when you want to take part in projects, they... they, they Sorry, I have to share my hate with things that are free to sign up, but then... I- that you have to pay for it. <laughs> I just hate it. I just hate it. When they say it's free, then you have to pay. Yeah, they, they make money. But on the other hand, they give you job opportunities as well. So I, of course. I suppose it's fair, fair enough. It is. And how about yeah, freelancer.com? So freelancer.com is a bit cheaper uh, in as much as you can have um, different, um, different accounts there, different versions. Different versions. So, for example, I pay I think five pounds and I get fifty bids, and that allows me to bid on fifty projects. So I can actually talk to fifty clients, which is much better in a month's time, which is much better than three. Wow, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, big difference yeah. right there. Yeah. And uh, what's what's um, what are the clients usually like? Uh, where are they from? And and are the are the prices also like reasonable that you know you can make a living out of it? Uh, are they like usually do they pay like less than average in, in the market? What's it like? I think I think you need to filter through a lot because uh, I found there are a lot of clients on freelancer.com that um, are quite unreasonable with the prices and mm. with uh, what they require. 
For example, some of them require to get the redesign in one day or in three days. Um, yeah, <laughs> and some prices, a lot of prices are low, but you know you need to filter through. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, you know, I I, I can understand that because. They think they think maybe they are looking for the shortcut, but there is no shortcut in the redesigning something. Just they they don't know. They just don't know. Yeah, I think it's just the basic idea is that they don't know what design requires. And um, a good thing is to talk to the clients, talk them through the design process, explain to them what are they going to get from you. So I always explain that they are going to get research as well. That I'm interviewing the participants, the target users, uh, so that. What I do is actually based on data and on interviews and not on my own assumptions. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And you know what? What are the advantages of working uh, through freelancer.com? Uh, I think um, um, as a when you are a freelancer, you have your own time, so you are your own boss, and you can plan your projects accordingly. Um, um, so and then you get, you get a variety of projects as well. Hmm. So you know, yeah, when you are an in-house designer, I haven't been one, but I imagine that there is one project that you work on continuously. Uh, depends. I'm working on nine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends. On, it depends on the designer. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, well, like I don't, yeah, like most most people I spoke to uh, usually work like two to three. That's average, I think. Uh, mm. Yeah, but yeah, I think freelancing you have uh, way more flexibility. Yeah, way more flexibility. You choose your working hours. Uh, of, of, I mean, you need to uh, have deadlines as well mm -hmm. and to have contract with your clients. So you are actually limited by and constrained by the deadlines and by the, your contract. But on the other hand, also you uh, get to develop your communication skills a lot because uh, managing client expectations is oh, yeah. uh, a really difficult skill, oh, and yeah. pitching your yourself, pitching your ideas, uh, is also very difficult. That's very great difficult. experience. I love that. Uh, you know, you build leadership. It, it, it's good. It's very good. Yeah, confidence. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, uh, extending your design decisions and involving the client at every step of the project i think that's the most important thing so that if they mm -hmm. want to be involved that's great mm -hmm. and i really like what you said about you know like selling yourself it's because sometimes like clients don't believe in design and even though they're mm -hmm. paying for it and it's all it's always good to remind them that uh you know like this is what you're paying for and it, you know it's doing great benefits to the business uh and this is why you need me it's it's good to sell yourself that way is you need to make uh, sure that they understand how um, how important you are for them. Yeah, exactly. They need to they 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 uh, understand how how much value UX brings, and it's not only pretty design and pretty pixels, but it's actually going to bring <laughs> values of usability and going to uh, fulfill user needs, mm -hmm. which translates into money for them. Amazing, amazing. Uh, actually, I, I had a question um, which I, to I talked in a previous episode with uh, Sarah already because she also does, um, she, she also used to do a lot of freelancing. Um, what have you learned so far that uh, you would suggest to other people looking to uh, freelance? Mm. Uh, so <clears throat> if you want to freelance, uh, basically for first, 
advice that I would give to anyone is to have a very good portfolio already and to make your pitch personal. So if you're gonna bid on someone's project, you're gonna talk to someone about their project. I saw so many proposals from designers that were really generic. Mm. The designers were just saying, hi, I'm a UX designer. I'm interested in your project. And that was it. This is my experience. And that was it. So I think um, if you want to um, show that you are different, you should say, you should speak to this client from their perspective. So you should uh, visit their website if they gave you a link, see what interests you, talk about this. So I found that when I speak to clients from their perspective, try to include their requirements, talk about what I'm going to do for them, uh, it works. And uh, I often also include, I often uh, say to them that, uh, look, we can have a chat, uh, like an informal chat. I'll tell you about my design process. You can see whether I'm a good fit. I'll see what are your business requirements and I can offer a solution for you and you can accept or you can reject. So it's always good to um, kind of have a chat with someone before you start working with them so that you know whether they are a good fit for you and you are a good fit for them. Exactly. Exactly. You have to totally agree on that. You have to uh, find out whether the person you're going to be working with is also a person that you would like to work with. It's not just about you being suitable for the job. Uh, but, you know, it's amazing. Uh, actually, uh, a couple of days ago, I was watching a video of um, of uh, how to do interviews for companies, right? And usually, uh, the first process uh, of uh, being interviewed by companies, the phone call by the recruiter or the or the uh, a, uh, what's it called HR department of a company, right? And yeah. they, don't, they don't care about your resume uh, in the beginning. They don't care about uh, you know the work you do. They just want to know if you are the type of person that could fit to the company. Like so, it's a very informal chat. They'll ask you about uh, you know your your goals, mm. your motivations, and and your hobbies. So that's very important too. Uh, soft skills are uh, very underrated, but they're actually very uh, important for companies. Yeah. Yeah, I really agree with that. Um, throughout my job search, I've been looking for jobs lately, and I saw that uh, a lot of job ads actually don't say anything about uh, the company values or the team that is going to be there. So I'm like thinking, how can I write a cover letter now if I don't know what is this company culture? That's true. Yeah, I I, I can empathize with that. Um, I would do the same. Yes. Uh, you, I mean, you're going to be dedicating like a few years of your life to a company and, you know, you want to make sure you're going to be as comfortable as possible. So that's, that's very important. Like me in the office, I love the coffee machine. I wish they put it uh, online when I applied for it. <laughs> I think mean, that's really important, you know, like... <laughs> You wish I would have included it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they would have, you know, so I didn't, I didn't have to look for other jobs. I just would apply for that. I have put the coffee machine right, uh, right online. <laughs> you know, I, I know you took part in a UX uh, hackathon, it's called, right? Uh, yeah. Some time ago. And uh, what, what was it? Uh, did you win anything? I didn't actually win. You, you didn't? didn't win. You did? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I know they're very hard. They're very competitive. Well, there are there are prices, but I actually we took part as a team to just to practice uh, to challenge ourselves to see whether we can do it and not to win. Uh, but um, you've got two days to come up with a solution. Damn, so they please. announced 
two days. Yeah, and you need to do research during this time. And and yeah, I I wasn't sleeping that much <laughs> during okay. this weekend. Oh. Uh, yeah, so only two days. Um, we had uh, with the challenge that we took was redesign and coding with kids website. So a website that teaches kids how to code. And um, so we um, worked together with um, two other designers, and um, it's great to take part actually because teamwork, work under pressure, and also you can uh, see um, other solutions. So they actually publish all of the other solutions at the end, so you can see what other people did for the same problem. This is great because you can learn Marvelous. and the judge, yeah, you can learn from them. And the judges also give you feedback on your work. Hmm. So that's also amazing. Wow, that's great. So uh, how how much how much did the winner uh, get? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was maybe a hundred pounds. Oh, okay. But yeah. like split split into like one hundred pounds each person or one hundred pounds like four people. It was for each person. Yeah. Ah, so okay. it's just like a symbolic price, but. If you get the reward and if you actually win this, you can put it on your website, for example. That's 20 beers in the United Kingdom. I'm thinking 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure they used it all that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the ones who don't know, in the United Kingdom, they, they, we love drinking. It's just, uh, yeah, we can't do anything about it. <laughs> 20 beers are just like water. <laughs> Good to be enough for a week. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, I had I had some more questions. Um, what did you? What kind of actually? What kind of uh, methods did you use for research in the UX hackathon? Oh, we actually we didn't have that much time. So the problem, I'll tell, I'll tell you the problem. The problem was mm. to encourage parents to sign up, as we did just had two days. And um, so we just um, interviewed, um, I interviewed just one parent and one other person I knew and the other people interviewed other people as well. So we basically interviewed four people, um, which two of them were parents uh, and uh, we did a quick interview. So just showing them the website, what are your impressions, if you want to sign up, what can you do, where can you do it, what are your final thoughts, just a quick 15 minute interview. Okay, I guess that works. It's enough to find out what they need. Well, yeah, well you yeah, have today's. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like that's great because uh, that makes you think, you know, like the, re the results you got, were you happy with it? Yeah, I was, I, yeah, I was really happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see okay. that they told us uh, a lot of uh, interesting, interesting ideas. And the website was a little bit outdated. So actually, even. You know, it needed a redesign anyway. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And uh, then, well, you know, uh, did, you, did you, once you finished the interviews, did you speak with the team about the outcomes of the interviews? Yeah, we did the affinity diagram together. So we mapped the user needs, we wrote them on the post-it notes and then mapped them together. So we knew what to focus on, on um, in the design. And we created personas as well. Nice. Oh, everybody loves personas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Affinity diagrams, super effective method. I, I love it. Uh, I use it all the time. I can't live yeah, without I it. Think, yeah, I think so too, especially for everything, actually. It's great for organizing everything. It is. Uh, even in my own life, I just uh, sometimes, you know, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm going the wrong path. I just do an affinity diagram <laughs> for, for my own <laughs> life, you know, like what, what do I want to do? What do I want to achieve, right? 
things like that. I think it really helps you uh, prioritize everything in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I like, I like to say that uh, UX is, is a mindset and is a lifestyle. So like, if you're really passionate about UX design, uh, then you'll apply literally to everything. Especially when you go inside buildings and you're like bothered by things around that are not properly designed. <laughs> no, it becomes an obsession. Yeah, yeah, you have that problem too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she notices everything now, and I'm like, uh, in the past, I used to think, oh gosh, I don't know how to do it. Oh, it's ro- I'm just, it's just, it's just me. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not I'm not good with, I don't know, toasters, and now I'm like bad design. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. I've, I can, I can feel what you're saying. It's uh, it is an obsession. Yes, uh, you know I know you love reading because you know you post a lot of beautiful pictures online uh, on Instagram of your books. Uh, I know you're a big fan of uh, uh, what's called the the everyday, uh, the design of everyday. Um, yes, and everyday things. Yes, yes. I, I have it. I have it right here too. Um, you know what? Are, what are your favorite books so far? Uh, I think I have a few favorites. So I really like uh, Lean UX, or I really like uh, Sprint, actually. But mm. I think my all-time favorite is uh, Don't Make Me Think. Mm. Um, I think mainly because it's got it's it's like a guru for me. It's like the Bible, uh, and I can come back to it anytime to just refresh the basic UX principles. And actually, um, uh, I'm we um, me and my friends, uh, UX girls, who you know from Instagram probably. Uh, are starting a UX uh, book club and the first book that we are going to discuss is going to be Don't Make Me Think. So, <laughs> nice. wait for it. That's a book in my, in my bucket list, uh, Don't Make Me Think. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I will very soon. Did you, yeah, did you use uh, sprint methodologies for the uh, UX hackathon? No, I actually didn't. I, uh, I actually uh, discovered sprint later on. Uh, but yeah. But that's five days anyway. But I guess you can maybe, kind of, you can maybe squeeze it that's, if you want to. Yeah, I know there is a book that actually squeezes its print uh, mm-hmm. in like a few pages. Basically, they condense it uh, because there is a lot of, uh, irre- no, not irrelevant, but there is a lot of, um, how do you call it? There is a lot of like storytelling that uh, is not really needed if you're looking just to do like a five-day sprint. And I've noticed somewhere there is a book of so 40 pages that does condense that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good to know. You need to tell me what, which book it is. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, what kind of projects are you, are you working on right now uh, in, for, for your clients? I'm actually working on two projects. Um, one of them is I'm working on, actually, I told you about this one before, um, about the, on the design of... Um, a SaaS platform for construction companies and um, for the file management. And the other one that I'm working on is on the charity website um, with a team. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, what is it that you're doing for, for the charity website? Um, is, it, is it like to, to get uh, more charities, like user experience to, to, you know, to, to involve more people to, to collect better money? What is it like? Actually, we are designing the page uh, from the scratch. Uh, so uh, we interviewed um, people and we um, asked them to look at different charity websites that were there. 
and we um, actually got some surprising results um, that uh, I wasn't thinking about them before, before we interviewed them. And um, that, for example, people didn't like uh, images of um, guilty, uh, images of, sorry, images of uh, sad um, and uh, helpless um, mm. people because they were thinking, users were thinking, mm, I'm feeling really guilty, I'm feeling that I'm forced to donate. So when you are a charity, yeah, so when you are a charity, you need to think, do I want to promote negative feelings of guilt in, my, uh, in people who are going to visit my website or do I want to promote positive feelings of the fact that we help someone and they are maybe happy and now they can share the story with us? I like I like that I like that. Um, also, like like uh, from my point of view, like you're still like collecting money. So the the fact that you're showing like ag- like people, poor people, like suffering, uh, it it is kind of a bad thing to do. Like I don't know, it makes yeah. me feel bad. Like me too. When when I see like on the subway or you know like, it's not nice. Yeah. So it what kind of approach like are you taking? Uh, we are we are trying to. Um, Make the make people trust the charity. So this is what we uh, actually uh, discovered that people are really suspicious about charities in general. They're thinking, is this if the website doesn't look uh, and doesn't doesn't isn't usable and doesn't have contact information, doesn't have a simple way to volunteer, for example, uh, users might be kind of suspicious because oh, they just ask my money and is charity even real? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, uh, a valid concern, I would be uh, suspicious as well. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, show the projects that the charity has got, people who the charity helped, and be really transparent about what the charity is doing, what are the projects, who are they helping, and to, that you can contact them. You don't need to donate, you can also volunteer, you can help in any other way, so we want to actually show that we don't really have this big donate button and that's it what you can do on this website but we have yeah but we also uh, encourage others to for example volunteer i like that uh it's very uh user-friendly transparency you know like you're donating some money you should know what you're what you're donating for and exactly and all the you know uh all the constraints related to that I really like yeah. that. Actually, about transparency, I wanted to bring a fun fact uh, up. Uh, the other day, I was, uh, I think it was yesterday, I was on LinkedIn and I found an image of uh, this uh, login uh, sign-up page on, on a site. And uh, when you would type in the password, there would be like a, a box uh, that pops out and says, don't worry, you can use your bank uh, password. We all know that you do. And, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> But this is, I think this is just like a funny, a funny uh, interface. I don't think uh, somebody really created this. And uh, yeah. don't worry, we know that uh, you're using <laughs> password. But anyway, we're not going to protect it uh, because there is no privacy anyway. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> yeah, like that actually makes you think, oh no, I can't use my bank password. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, that, doing that. But that's like, uh, and someone said in the comments, that's... That's amazing user experience, you know, because you know exactly what you'll get in return, right? You know, it's, you know, yeah. It's, it's like 100% transparent. You couldn't be more transparent than that. Uh, cool. So uh, I wanted to ask you another question. Like, um, I know your motto is uh, UI design uh, cannot exist without uh, UX design. 
would you would you like mm -hmm. to uh, explain is um, why do you think that uh, UI design cannot uh, exist exist without uh, UX? Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, I think that um, we need to put the needs of the users first. So if I want to design something and I only take into account my assumptions, this is going to be the design for me. And I might be one of the users, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm, the designer is not the user. So if the users are going to see it and are going to use it, then they might say, then they, they might like it, but they might not like it. So why do we need to take risks? So I think um, rather than taking risks and guessing what will be good and what will what will they like it, we can actually go and see and interview them and show them the, the application or the website and ask them to use it. And then learn from this. Um, and um, I think it's a great way to minimize risks and it's a great way to um, actually learn how to design better. I really like that. Uh, I love it. Um, this, is, this is a concept that uh, there's been around since uh, since I began UX design, like UX or UI, UX and UI, and, and uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I completely agree on that. They, they should like coexist and uh, people in UX departments should work with people there, interaction design departments and vice versa. It should be like a back and forth uh, communication. And I'm sure yeah. you'll find out that uh, in the company that you're going to uh, do the internship in. Okay, second. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll you'll find out like uh, working with UI designers uh, in the company that uh, you're going with. Who's going to be uh, working on uh, your team? I'm not sure about this one yet because uh, I got the offer uh, of it, but um, it will all be decided uh, upon when I'm starting. Uh, I think uh, quite soon. So I got the offer, but they are still kind of deciding where to put me and. Yeah, so I'm not, not, not sure about this. I know that they have UX teams, so that's mm. good. Okay, that's great. Uh, wow, that's actually yeah, impressive. Yeah. Is it a big, big company or a medium, medium size? I think it's a, it's a medium, it's not a big company, no. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's exciting, you know. Uh, I hope you, you, you can learn a lot. I'm, I'm sure like, it's going to be a daily, daily motivation and challenge. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. And um, you know, thank thank you for uh for coming to this uh episode. It was like it was very, very nice to hear about um other uh people doing freelancing and how you can get clients uh in other ways other than than, than the conventional uh way or just getting a full time job. And it's also nice to see that uh you know, even if you do freelancing, then you go you go to work actually full time and who knows? Maybe you go. You can go back uh, freelancing one day. It's it's very very nice to see that. Yeah, actually, uh, or as a side side hustle as well. And thank you so much for having me. It, yeah. You are an amazing host, and it was thank very you. nice to talk to you. Oh, one more thing. Uh, if the uh, listeners want to get a hold of you, how they can contact you? Uh, you can always um, DM me on my Instagram, @gadotux. Um, so you can find me there and. If you have any other any questions, uh, just please shoot me a message. That's wonderful. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Alessa. Thank you.